Welcome to Coastline Church, seeking renewed faith in Humboldt County by being settled and secure in God's love. To learn more, visit coastlinefoursquare.com. and I work for Red with Adult Teen Challenge. I also went through the program in 2019 and I got hired on as staff in 2021. Um, the title of my message today is Living Hope. So we all believe that Jesus is our living hope today, right? Yeah. You guys believe yeah. that? Yeah. You believe that way? Okay. All right. I see you. All right. Let's go ahead and pray real quick before I jump into the message. Um, so dear Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, God, be acceptable to you. My Lord and my Redeemer, God, I just pray that this word falls on receiving hearts, God. I pray that um, someone will be touched by this word, Father God. I pray that your presence will be so strong in here, Father God, that we will know that you have us, God. We love you so much. We thank you so much, and we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Um, so yesterday, I get this message from Ben, and he's all like, um, hey, do you want to preach tomorrow? <laughs> or do you want to share some type of message? And I'm like, oh, okay. And he went on to say, I know it's late notice, you know. And I was like, yeah, I'll preach because you know why? Every time I get the opportunity to share the goodness of God in my life, I take it. Because God has done right. something in my life, and I'm pretty sure he's done something in a lot of your lives too, right? Yep. So I was excited. I was like, yeah, I'll preach tomorrow. But um, today, the verse that I'm going to start off with is 1 Peter 3, 15. And that says this, and it says this, be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks about the hope that you possess. Amen. It doesn't matter where you are in life. It doesn't matter where you come from. There is you hope in something. Yeah. So I looked up the definition of hope. And um, some dictionaries, they said hope is a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. Another version says, another definition says, it could be a feeling of trust. And I like this definition better. It says, to expect with confidence. It says, whether you want to believe it or not, we all put our hope in something. Some people put their hope in people. Some people put their hope in money. Some people put their hope in the government. <laughs> some people put their hope in some type of relationship. But as Christians, we put our hope in God. The hope I found in Christ allows me to live an abundant life and a content life. So let me back up a little bit. Yesterday, I went around the house and I asked the girls, so what's one word you can use to describe me? Just to see what they say, you know. And some people said, you're joyful, you're loving, you're happy, intelligent, obedient, genuine. One of my coworkers, she calls me Jubilee. She says every time I yeah. come around, it's always a celebration. And I'm like, okay, I'll take that. Yeah. But as nice as those things sound, it's never been, those kind of words have never been used for me in the past. <laughs> never. I grew up um, in a very abusive home. I, grew, I was born and raised in Belize, by the way, and uh, my parents are Nigerian, so I come from a different culture. And um, my dad was very abusive, very, very abusive. He beat us every single day, and it was horrible. I grew up having a lot of hate in my heart for him, on forgiveness, resentment, bitterness. I did not like this man for nothing in the world. And anger drove me. I used to be angry just for no reason. You look at me funny, I'm angry at you. I want to fight you. Just, just that kind of lifestyle. There was always shouting, yelling in my house. It was nothing about love in my family. But my mom did take us to church, though. That she did do. But their definition of love was kind of distorted for me because it's like, how do you serve a loving God? But at home, you live a different life from, you know, what you preach. 
So I started using drugs and alcohol when I was 22 years old, and um, that took over my life. I became this evil person. Um, I didn't recognize who I was because I became a liar. I became a thief. I became a manipulator. And um, my evil deeds finally caught on to me after a couple of years. You know, I went to prison for four years. Um, I got out of prison and I thought, you know, I've done so good for myself. You know, I've been sober. I can stay solid and just do the right thing. But there's something about doing the right thing in your own strength and actually allowing God to change who you are from the inside out. But I ran out of the strength that I have on doing the right thing and I relapsed. And this time I I went back. It says when you go back into your addiction, it gets it's 10 times worse. And that's what happened with me. I, I turned into this person that I, I didn't even know. And um, I cut all communication with my family. I never talked to them. Like... It was a horrible lifestyle that I was in. And um, I was okay dying an addict. I was okay in that lifestyle. And I feel like when you get to that point in your life where you're okay with the situation that you're in as an addict, you've lost all hope. All hope is gone for you. So on January 3rd of 2019, I got into a car with a couple of people that um, I should have never been in the car with in the first place. They didn't have no purpose in life. They didn't have nothing. We're driving down the streets just, and we get pulled over. I share this story every time, not because, you know, it's something that uh, I'm proud of or anything. I just want to show you guys how the power of God has saved me from who I used to be. So I I got in the car and we get pulled over that night. And um, I remember say, okay, great, I'm going, I'm going to jail tonight. 10-day flash, parole, you know, I'm going to jail. But they pulled the car over and they started shooting at the cops. And um, the guys in the car, they started shooting at the cops. I'm stuck in the middle of the seat with the guy next to me and that guy next to me. And the cops, they started firing back. And one of the guys that was in the car, he gets shot and he's dead. And I remember crying out to God that night. I said, God, if you would... Find it in your heart to just forgive me, like save me from this night. If I can make it to be alive this night, God, I will serve you for the rest of my life. And I had to lose who I was in order to find Christ. Yeah. I went to jail that night. I did a 10-day flash. I got out and I said, I need some kind of change. I need a structure. If that wasn't a wake-up call, I don't know what is. You know, and I didn't know what change would look like. I didn't know how it was going to happen, but I was willing. I came to Team Challenge in 2019, and God has blown my mind. There's something about allowing God to change who you are from the inside out that really works, you know? Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but transformed by, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. While in this program, this, while in the program, this verse spoke to me, spoke volumes to me. That means I had to give up who I was. I had to give up my worldly ways and allow God, God's words to change who I was. As easy as that sounds, I realized that if I wanted to see change in my life, I had to participate in what God was doing, right? Yeah, you just can't say, oh, God changed me and not do anything about true, it. Right? Meaning I have to forgive myself. Meaning I have to forgive my dad. Meaning I have to let go of the past. I have to read my Bible and not just read it, but actually do what it says, you know? And I also had to learn how to love God because that's the whole point. When you learn how to love God, he shows you how to love yourself and you can love other people. I also learned how to pray. 
Pray is something that no one can take away from you. Nope. If you nope. can, just pray all the time. That's right. Because no, that works. See. I've Come seen on. prayer work so much. It's, mm-hmm. it's every time someone says something to me that I don't, I'm I'm gonna pray for you. <laughs> I'm gonna pray for you. I'll pray for you. When you get on your knees and you pray, you see how God and write it down as well. You see how God answers your prayer. <laughs> He's powerful like that. Yeah, yeah. You know? True. And um, hmm. the best decision I ever made in my life was um, accepting the love of God as my Lord and Savior and embracing the changes that He was doing in my life. Change is very uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Very, very uncomfortable. <laughs> but if yeah. you allow God to change you, it grows you spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. Yeah. Colossians 2 7 says, Let your roots grow down into Him and let your life be built on Him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. I am just this joyful person. People look at me today and they're like, oh, I can't believe how much joy you have. And I'm like, that means the Lord, okay? <laughs> like, it's, it's funny because when I walk around not smiling, people are like, oh, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing's wrong. I just ain't had coffee yet. It's okay. <laughs> but that's just how it is. When God fills you up with his spirit, when you allow God to fill you up, he changes you from the inside out. He changes the person that you used to be to the person he wants you to be. You know, I'm forever grateful for this life that I have and what God has done in my life. You know, I'm going to end with this story, okay? So last year, we worked the fair. <laughs> We worked the fair, and um, it was cool seeing people come in, and you know, we're stamping tickets, we're being the joy, the life of the party. People were like, "What kind of joy they got?" No, we're like it's the energy drinks, but it was Jesus. It wasn't the energy yeah. drinks, it was Jesus. But you know, and I saw people get in line to get on this ride. Okay, long rides. They stayed there for thirty minutes waiting on this ride. And I'm talking about, I'm not talking about these kitty rides. I'm talking about these rides that flip you upside down and throw you around and have you screaming <laughs> crazy, you know? It was just insane, you know? And don't get me wrong, I don't have anything about against, you know, roller coasters or anything, but I'm terrified of them. Very terrified. And it's, it's not my definition of fun at all. It's not what I call fun. So on the last day, they gave us all these tickets, free rides. And I was like, oh, okay, well, y'all can go. I'm not. I've told myself I'm not getting on any of the rides, you know? And the girls are like, no, Naomi, come on. It will be fun. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I got on this ride and. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I held on for dear life. I, I feel like my soul left my body and my life I did not speak at all. I was not smiling. I was not laughing. I didn't even know what was going on because it just kept flipping me and flipping me and flipping. It was horrible. <laughs> and I got out of the ride. My hair was all messed up. My eyes were going around the circle. This lady comes up. She says, hey, you know, you can you take your shoes off. It helps with the dizziness. So I took my shoes off and just walking around. And I I was like, why did I do that to myself? Why did I get on this ride? The moral of the story is um, sometimes in our lives, right, walking with God can feel like a roller coaster. You can feel like you're being pulled at different directions. You're being turned around and flipped upside down. But if you hold on to God, if you hold on to God, I promise you, he'll see you through it. You might be a little bit cross-eyed when you get up, but you'll be all right. You'll be all right, you know? I think David says it best in Psalms 34, 4-5. He says, I sought the Lord, and he answered me. 
He delivered me from my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. That's right. That's what we have to do as Christians. We have to seek the Lord. We have yes. to hold on to it because our life does depend on it. If you want to see God work in your life, you hold on and see. You know, in, in my addiction, I did whatever I did to get whatever I needed, you know. And I feel the same way. When you when you pursuing God, when you walk with God, you got to hold on to see what his promises are for you, you know. Amen. If God doesn't do anything for me from this day forward, I will be content. Because you know why? When I wake up in the morning, I'm able to remember what I did last night. Yeah. I'm able to remember who I talked to last night. And I don't have to ramble and say, hey, what's this? Who's this? Or, or where was I at last night? No. I know I serve a living God. And you do too. Okay? Amen. Now you might be in the audience saying like, you know, oh, well, I was never a drug addict. You know, I can't relate to your story. But it's okay. You know, I know one thing you can relate to is at one point in your life, you've been hopeless. You can relate to that. You've had pain in your life. You can relate to that. You've been struggling with things. You can relate to that. But um, it doesn't matter where you find yourself today. Jesus is our living hope. He's bigger, better than anything you face. You know, so thank you guys for allowing us to come to your church and be a part of your service. Thank you guys for letting me share what God has put in my heart. If you know someone struggling with, struggling with addiction or life-altering issues, just be um, talk to me, talk to Ben, talk to our students. They have stories that are very interesting, too. I'm not the only one with stories. We all have stories here, you know. And um, I appreciate you guys letting us come here. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today at Coastline Church. To find out more information, please visit coastlinefoursquare.com.